Josh Allen fakes out the entirety of Bill's Mafia with a fake red alternate helmet. And the slug has an opportunity to rear its ugly head back in Buffalo, for better or for worse. Along with the rundown, some would you rather, hot takes trivia and more, this is the Buffalonian Podcast. Alright, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino, and we have a lot of Bills news. It's a nice little, nice little thing after not having any for a while. It's it's, it's, so, it's so refreshing. The Bills play football on sun, <laughs> on Saturday. Sorry, this week they play, and uh, it's just it's something something a feeling I haven't felt in a long time. It's very exciting. So we're gonna get right into it with training camp, just general news. Uh, we have a we have a lot to lot to break down here, including the red and blue game. Uh, we have players getting stuff thrown at them. We have Roger Saffold coming back. Dom, Dom, what do you what do you think? What do you what do you, where's your head at with all this right now? I think it's exciting how you know just around the corner of the season is less than a month away from the first game. And, and speaking of the se- football season, season two of the Buffalonia podcast too. You got to be excited for that, right? Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's been a fun first season. So. Yes. Excited for season two, but no, I think it's an exciting moment. Uh, obviously, preseason not the most I would say interesting of all the games because you know we don't even know if Allen's going to be playing. I think Keenum's getting the start. Yeah. You probably won't see Allen Saturday at all. Probably no Diggs. Probably no. Um, a lot of people like Dawkins know. and yeah Miller won't maybe. Be touching the I mean, field. maybe he gets a drive maybe in like the third game. I know last year of Green Bay he got. I don't know if he got a half or a quarter. I can't yeah. remember. Was, I think he was at a half because I was at that one. Yeah, he got he got some playing time, but I don't know. I don't really feel like he needs to play, to be honest. But you know, the Bills have been undefeated the last, what, 2019-2021 preseason? So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe they uh, another, go undefeated again. But honestly, to be honest, the preseason really doesn't matter that no, much. No, and all four and, years and all the Bills went to the Super Bowl, they lost every preseason game. Yeah, the, Bills, the, Bills, the, listen, the Bills went undefeated last year in the preseason, and they lost the first game of the year to the, the Steelers. So, yeah, we I were mean, at that one, too. That was the phenomenal. Only, the only thing that truly matters is you know the, those fringe people understand. Getting reps in for the rookies, too, was also kind of important. Right, like Khalil, Khalil Shakir and all those guys. you gotta you got to give them some time, you mm-hmm. know. Also, uh, you know, you're dropping the news thing. You forgot to mention that the first official... Uh, Depth chart was dropped. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, I forgot. And uh, what do you, what is your opinion on it? Is it kind of what you thought? Or? I think it's kind of what I thought. The rookies are a little bit lower because uh, Cook is behind both Moss and Singletary. Matt Hawk <laughs> is somehow punter one right now. Uh, I think that's going to change. And then I'm trying to think. Whatever. Oh, David Quisenberry is currently our right tackle number one over Spencer Brown, but I feel like that's kind of an injury thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Quisenberry kind of a, was a solid you know, run-blocking right tackle last year for the Titans. I think he was one of the higher-grade run tackles uh, by PFF. So You know what's uh, really interesting might, about He the... might actually legitimately have a, I mean, with Brown being injured, he might lose his spot. He might, but... And it's not like Brown lit the world on fire last year. I mean, he's still pretty raw, so... Right. But the most interesting thing I've seen out of the tackles and the the guards, Bobby Hart, not not too shabby, not better funny. than I thought he was going to be. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> all with right, you. all right. <laughs> when he if he makes the 53 uh, man roster, we'll give you a gold star. All right, all right. I'll pay you five bucks if he give, makes the 53 man roster because there ain't no way. 
All right, so I, I have one question for you guys about training camp, just like in general, speaking of the 53-man roster. Does Crowder make it? Um, I think injuries have kind of limited him, plus they talk about how well McKenzie's been doing. Yeah, he's ridden the Shakir- bike about as much as Lance Armstrong. So. And Shakir's been... <laughs> Shakir's been doing pretty good, too. So, I mean, I think they brought him in because they weren't sure what they had in McKenzie becoming a full-time slot guy. And then, obviously, Shakir's a rookie, so I think they wanted that veteran wide receiver uh, who's who's been successful when healthy playing. Um, but, honestly, if, if he just can't stay healthy, I know throughout his career that's always been an issue. Um, and McKenzie's proven to be a slot, and Shakir's balling out right now. I don't see why you got to keep him on the roster. I think it's interesting because I think Shakir right now, they're trying to prop him kind of be like that third outside wide receiver, as we talked about, a little bit of a weakness behind Diggs and, and Davis. Uh, you know, Chad Hall, the wide receiver coach, talked about how he you know likes having both McKenzie and Crowder because McKenzie's kind of that speed factor where he could do overs and you know, yeah. little, little end around. We saw that against the, sec- the second Patriots game. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then mm-hmm. you see, you know, Crowder is kind of a Beasley-ass player where it's more about, not speed, but more about timing, understanding the defense, you know, where to be. How to, right, your how third quick, down guy. How, yeah, how mm-hmm. quick to run the route, where to run the route to, when to break off. So, I, you know, and Josh has always been, you know, obviously a great reporter Beasley. So, um, you know, maybe I think, for, well, especially if McKenzie and Shakur missing the last couple of days because of general soreness, you know, Crowder's been able to play with the ones. Right. So I feel like Crowder is going to be one of those guys that I feel like he makes the roster. Um, obviously, with all this OBJ no, no, news. Like, yeah, Von like, Miller, the recruiter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe, I mean, if, if that's the case, I feel like if they needed the cap space, they would cut Crowder and make sign OBJ and put one him in the well, IR. Mm-hmm. Remember, Beckham, he probably won't be back until, like, November. December. December. They said he could play, like, the last couple of games in the playoffs. So he'll probably wait out to see the top teams in the in the standings and then be like, that's where I want to go. It might. Uh, that very it well could very be well the be the Bills, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if we have some injuries. I, I think it's, well, it should be the Bills. But um, I I think it comes down to being made a point of it earlier in the summer that they've been in contact with agents of people that are rehabbing injuries. And I think OBJ is probably one of them. Well, not probably. I, oh, yeah. I'd probably assume, definitely. One of them. So obviously, I think he would help the team. I think I, I I get frustrated with people saying that they don't want OBJ because they don't think we need him. Like OBJ went like that postseason run. I think is pretty underrated. Like he no, was, absolutely. He was a wide receiver too on that. Team. You could argue if he didn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, he could have been the MVP of the yeah, game. Oh, that's really yeah. good in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like the the game changed once he got injured. Yeah, yeah. No, it was fourteen. Came a little more dire for the. It was like fourteen to three or something, or maybe it was seventeen. They were driving, but like they were up, they were like up, and then all of a sudden they only had to rely on Cup, and then Cup didn't really, you know, he was doing well. well. You double cover Cup, yeah. and then that's it. You know what I mean? Was, so it got it got a little interesting there, and then they couldn't run the ball either. So they definitely missed OBJ. So I, I think he's underrated. And I I hate when people say he's a locker room cancer just because of what happened in Cleveland. Um, Digs. Oh, yeah, it's like the same thing. Exactly. That that ego they have. I mean, you have to have a little bit of one to be a top player in the NFL. You got to think you're good. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. know your, what's your price. Like, and it, also, that's, it's not like we have Baker Mayfield on our team and he's still an OBJ the ball. Like, Josh Allen's a top quarterback in the league. Yeah. Like, and the, twi- the, the I, tweets. Easily, easily, I would, well, 
No, I'm going to say it. Easily the best quarterback he's ever played with. Like, Matt Stafford, I, I was te- hesitant to, like, just no. disrespect him like that, but I'm going to yeah. disrespect him like that. No, Matt Stafford. <laughs> yeah, no. I was hesitant. I put him six myself, feet under. I like, forget myself, about that. Okay, Matt Stafford's a top 10 quarterback, but, like, Josh Allen's in another tier, so I, I am right. In fact, this Matt Stafford did absolutely nothing with the Detroit Lions for no, a very long time. His and fault. no, I know it's not entirely his fault, but then again, you know, a rookie Josh Allen. It still didn't do that much, but I mean, look at the progression uh, okay. he made all over all those years. You know, yeah, different style quarterback too. Yeah, yeah. different style quarterback. Well, right. So the standout players at camp, I would say a standout player for me has been well. First, Dane Jackson's apparently been playing really well, mm-hmm. and Dane Jackson on the tri- and the depth chart has actually had a Kyrie Lum. Well, that's that's what I've been. It's Trey White, Dane Jackson, then Kyrie Lum. Right. Well, I think that's also like even last a couple episodes ago when we were talking about it. I think we were talking about. How he stepped in for Tredavious White, and it wasn't that big of a hole. Like you, you know what I mean. Like you didn't really notice it's it too much. You, it, it was still a problem. It but, cost him at the end. It cost him at the end. Still, it's like he being kind of just meh. Like went in and did a very decent job, in my opinion, he, to be cornerback number two. You know, you know he is. He's a solid. He's a solid Levi Wallace replacement. For me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you know he's going to be a solid. Really, probably. On, really should be your number three, but can be an adequate number two, and I think that's what he is right now. Obviously, you know, you hope Trey gets healthy soon because you'd rather not him him step into the number one role uh, because he's not gonna get torched. But right, um, you know, they have a good scheme. I think they'll all work. I think that was interesting. Christian Benford, I think, like I, you know, the Villanova guy. Keep we keep bringing him up, but he just keeps standing out apparently. So yeah, I mean, he, he's a ball hawk at Villanova. Apparently, it's translating pretty well to the NFL level. So looks right, like the, looks like the Bills made. I don't want to say got a steal, but got a guy that could make the roster and be a productive player. And for a six round pick, that's a absolutely. And one one standout for me, watching Isaiah McKenzie. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. Like it's just little dirty's going crazy, and it's so cool to watch. Like he's finally like, you know accepting like he's he's that guy you know the, yeah. the gadget guy well, like, no i think he's always accepted he's that guy but i think he's getting that the recognition that. and everything now sure. mm-hmm. i always think he was that guy cause i can't remember at the one year that he would got on, like a twitter fight that he loved the team in touchdowns or whatever but he was like the fifth i think it, someone it was when foster robert foster was on the team it, it was, was, yeah, it was a while. He, got yeah. a huge, <laughs> he got in a huge twitter war and was like i love the team in touchdowns and all that and i was like dude you had like 20 catches like yeah yeah but i mean Look at him now. So I respect it. Blue red game, blue red scrimmage. Excuse me. I thought it was a huge success. There was thirty seven thousand fans there. Like that's that's most than like most players on the like most rookies have ever played in front of. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but I mean, before we before we delve more into that, I, ju- I just want to say something, and I, I put this on the Instagram yesterday. Like Bills Mafia, come on, we got to be better. We 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 can't throw things at <laughs> wrong players. You have to throw them at Patriots players. Like come on, at least direct it to the right players. I mean. It was so funny because these people think they're getting them back, and Diggs is just leaving them signed on the ground. Yeah, like they're going to the trash. You know what I mean? Like, well, or no, one of the crew they're is getting. getting, getting yeah, yeah, they're gonna get auctioned off. You're gonna have to buy your yeah. Dizzy back for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand that you want your your thing signed by Allen or Diggs, but like throwing it at yeah, him. Yeah, like, why you got to throw it and at the him? The ball you know? that hit Allen was not from a child. It was an adult male. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just like yeah, yeah, and he just disrespectful disrespectful he like pointed him out and started yelling at him i i mean if that were me i'd probably go home crying like from josh allen like, <laughs> like let's just be honest here like that, that's that's tough that's really tough to hear but yeah i mean other than that the game from what i, I wasn't there unfortunately but scrimmage yeah the, the scrimmage it was yeah, really it was good the, the offense played very well um you know the last couple of days the defense have been kind of getting them with the pass rush you know which is kind of cool Dude, yeah i'm saying the pass rush this year 
with Von Miller and those dudes taking getting more quality interior defensive linemen. Yeah. yeah. Like Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Phillips back. I think we're gonna it's gonna be a whole new level. Oh, absolutely. And I think honestly it's gonna allow Tremaine Edmonds to break out. I know, I know from me that is not expected, <laughs> but I think he doesn't have to worry about the run as much, and he's going to be able to do more of what he did best with uh, Lorenzo Alexander. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a big year for Tremaine. I also think the pass rush being better is huge because we talk about corners, you know, without Trey for a little bit. You know, like oh yeah, it's not going to be well if you're if your rush gets there, like it's, it makes your job a lot easier on the back end. Yeah. Right. Well, we know this. Von Miller, he's thirty three. He he's not what he was, you know, years ago, but no. he's still That's a difference tough. maker. Plus, think about. The rest of our depth chart at the end mm-hmm. is like is super young. Yeah, he's stopping. You have Russo twenty two, like Russo. Epinesa's yeah. twenty four, Basham's twenty four. So like, if Miller can leave an imprint on these guys, they should be be able to be very successful for the next like decade. I think he already would has. Hope. I mean, if you look at him, like Russo's all over him. You know what I mean? Like Russo so cool. is and yeah. Oliver, I can't, dude, I think Ed Ed, loves him. Ed Oliver, I'm saying right now, is the most underrated Bill. No oh, one ever talks about him. Dude no. is gonna. I think dude's gonna be a beast now. That yeah. I was has, playing Madden yesterday. I kept breaking through the offensive oh line God. with him, and this guy's like, this <laughs> yeah, dude's, this dude's a hack. This dude's a hack. But Ed Oliver, man, <laughs> like finally getting some quality other defensive tackles to play with is gonna let him you know go through the middle. Yeah, he's he's not a run stopper. He's a rusher. Let him eat Von Miller one side. Like I'm, I'm no, I'm amped because then also you send a safety through a fast safety, you're going to be able to open up a hole. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be, it's something else. I'm, I'm, it, it's just you know, it's very exciting. It's but a, it is a very exciting time. So. We finally have like that Jim Schwartz level defense again, like with Mario Williams. Like I mean, even better in my opinion now. But yeah, I mean, we had they, now we have had, the offense to go yeah, along with they, it instead they, of EJ Manuel. Defenses in the McDermott era, but they haven't had like. A stud defensive lineman. Right. They've had like they've always been very. They have standouts. I think I think we've said that in past uh, shows that if we could bring back one player from the yeah. past, we bring back Bruce. Well, yeah. like, it comes down to the fact that they've always been under McDermott and Frazier a very good pressure team. Like they get pressure on the quarterback, but that's how you win games like Baltimore this season with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, put you know pressure, I mean? yeah, and the like, team pressure. But you also had to get. I mean, eventually you do have to get some sacks. I mean, Jordan Phillips at at nine sack nine and a half. I don't know if he had nine. He might have had nine and a half. Had the most has the most sacks in the McDermott era, like in a season. Oh wow! Yeah, I think Jerry's second with like six and a half, seven, and then after that, it's kind of like a like five maybe. Like so, Shaq might have had six or something yeah, last like that, year. But so like, uh, like one guy got like nine, and then the next highest. Well, is plus seven. Jordan Phillips had like four the one game. Yeah, too. He had so. a bunch of, uh, up. He had a bunch of covered sacks too. So like that's a. Like, yeah, like let's. Yeah, got paid, like, sack is a sack, right. but like a sack is a sack, but like yeah, let's he, just be honest about what kind of sack you got. Yeah, you know? like, he wasn't, yeah. it's not like he was like super high. Pre- he wasn't on the higher pressure. No, he's guy. not busting through every every time. You know what I mean? It's just no. like lucky, lucky. Right. So talking about the Bills, they have a really quality team, obviously. Yeah, a lot of quality guys. Right. <laughs> um, who will be on the? So the NFL does the top 100 players every year, voted on by the players. Sometimes it's really bad. I'm not gonna lie; it's not the most perfect list. Obviously, there's a lot of biased. Because um, all the defensive linemen don't vote for any of the offensive linemen to make the list. I think right, hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that I, the one where the commercial was like the wedding cake and everyone was throwing the ball around to each other and all that? No, that, that was the NFL one hundred. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah that's that's, right, that's, that's right. funny. That's funny. No, that, I just I, for whatever reason I associated it with. That's that, a good but, commercial. No, yeah. So I think last year they had like four or five players. I know Allen was ten. Diggs is eleven. I think Trey White was like ninety-seven. I think maybe one of the safeties got on too. So they had like four dudes. Uh, make the team. This year, we I think Allen's a lock. Yep. Diggs a lock. lock. Miller's a lock. Mm-hmm. Miller, 
Yeah. Yeah. Von Miller's a lock. I would think Miller makes it. I think Trey White's a fringe. Nah, Trey? He ain't making it. I'm just Jordan, because, Poyer, and Hyde, I'd say, are fringe. Yeah. I think one of those, two, at least one of those two, really, I think both of them are, have a really good chance of making I don't think, I'm going to say this without Trey White, he ain't making the list. Because he was, 90, cause he he was 97 play. last year, and then he tore his ACL. Yeah. Like, I don't see how he makes the list this year. Now, now it depends on who, how high are these people going to be. Yeah. Because I think Diggs is going to fall. No, like because his performance last season was not as good as the 2020-2021 yeah, He didn't lead the league in, like, rece- like that year he led the league in receiving yards and receptions. Yeah, his, and the COVID 11. season with him and Allen was fantastic. Yeah, he was 11. But now they figured him out and double-covered him the entire last season. Yeah, he, he I, wasn't as productive. I think he's going to be, like, at, like, 30. Yeah. I think he drops that far. Allen's interesting. I would say Allen should be in the top five. Because after, I mean, I, I honestly, I think he will after... The last game everyone number, remembers I, of him was I'm gonna him say, being Mahomes. I'll say right now, number one, I bet's Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's a good bet. Yeah. I would say, so this is my opinion. I think truly that Allen might be top five. I think he's going to be the third-ranked quarterback. I would agree. I think he's going to be ahead of Brady. I just, I, I, yeah, he'll probably just be behind what, Mahomes and Rodgers. and pure talent. See, but then it's like, it's, I don't know. I feel like he should be top five, but I, I mean... I you know it's not going to happen. You know Dak Prescott will be ranked above him. You know what I mean? That's just how it works, so... <laughs> no, I don't... I, I'm just trying to think of, like, off the top of my head and down, like, who would I non-quarterback think of? Like, you could... I mean, you could argue Devontae Adams would be yeah, top ten. No, Jalen Ramsey. TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Ramsey probably won't be top ten because the, the corners never get ranked as high as they probably right. should be. No, but TJ Watt probably gets ranked pretty high. Garrett, yeah, I think those guys. I don't know. I think I think Allen should be top. I think Allen probably will be top. I don't know. It's just so weird the voting sometimes. Right, because it's like it's also like you got to think about it. It's not based off of statistics hundred percent. It's based off it's opinion. people's opinion. I will so, say this. I'll say this. Like, I will have a problem if Allen is not in the top ten or he's not at least a fourth ranked quarterback. I agree. That's yeah. when you know it's a little. Anything else yeah. the list I don't really care that much about. Like if if Hyde and Poirier both make it cool, if Vaughn makes it cool, Diggs, as long as he gets like top thirty, I think top thirty, and that's cool by me. Allen, I think I I mean he's the quarterback. I I, I kind of want him to have some respect. Right, and just based off of his performance from last season, I feel like he deserves it. You know, but well, it's interesting because I think last season, and if we're being a hundred completely honest, he was like maybe like a top. Seven to ten regular season quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I think he was the best quarterback in the postseason. Well, duh. I mean, he had like two. An well, he's game. yeah. His but, two historic games but in the postseason. I think it does. We do slightly underrate the f- fact that he he had a good regular season, but I wouldn't consider. I didn't wouldn't consider him to be like. I don't think he had like a top five quarterback regular season. No, I I you, you know what I mean like right. I, I feel like that's kind of bold to say, but it's it's kind of accurate. Like he no, was, yeah. he, he was still top ten, but like I don't makes, think he was. He makes those big plays still. That that doesn't change. But his if you look at his stats from the COVID season to this past season, they're pretty much the same. It's not like he made a crazy. But leap. he but they played an extra game. Yeah, and he had a couple more turnovers. Exactly. So like, I, I mean, think, I think his ends went up. Yeah, last year he had fifteen, didn't he? Yeah, and he had ten the previous year. Yeah, it's so definitely yeah, top okay, ten. Yeah, yeah, he played an extra game, so like that kind of counts too. But. Like, he was like a top. I think he was like the sixth or seventh best regular season quarterback. But he gets boosted up to, the, you know, being a top four quarterback throughout the rest of the whole year because he was sensational in the two playoff games. Well, yeah, they they played the Bills played the first ever game without a single turnover, or a forty point game, I should say, forty plus point game without a single turnover, interception, or. I think we scored on every drive, yeah, right? And we yeah, scored on, that was the so. last one. Scored on every single drive, and you know you got to think that's a credit to him, but also the team, but. He was the. Nah, he's a beast. 
oh captain my captain yeah so he's just if i would say anything for josh this year is that to, well there's two things one i don't think the regular season matters like if they get in it matters to this i think is actually really important i should sit i should actually maybe backtrack a little bit <laughs> It is actually Stop really that. Reverse it. They need to get ahead of Kansas City. Yes. Like I, I, they can't play again. If they play Kansas City in the postseason again in Arrowhead, I'm gonna be mad. That's my prediction as of right they, now. I had them playing in the divisional round yeah, again. They butchered it wholeheartedly by now. They might get locked. They're not locked out. I, I locked out the wrong word, but they might like Kansas City might not win the division, so then they wouldn't have to really worry about it. But mm-hmm. and they, well, I think the Chargers are gonna win that division. Yeah, but, the Chargers. Uh, they, if they live to the playoffs. if we were to play in SoFi, I think. No, it's not a big deal because the Chargers that. don't have any fans. I don't care about playing no. KC. If they play in KC again in the postseason, is a problem. So that's where I the play the the regular season matters to me only in the aspect of as long as the we Bills, play there one time. Too. As long as the Bills finish ahead of Kansas City, the rest of the regular season doesn't really matter. Like right, would I want to see Allen win MVP? Yeah. Would I like for him to probably get a little bit more consistent because he's he had a couple games last year where he was bad. Like the Atlanta, that Atlanta game was really bad. Yeah, the three game and then uh, the Jacksonville game. Jacksonville. Game. There's a couple games where Allen just didn't play well. Where I like him to like kind of get rid of those a little bit and have maybe still not have a great game, a below average game, but not to that extent. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's what. That's here, the next step. Here, and then getting high Kansas City. But really, the only thing that I mean at this point is like you kind of achieved what you did in the regular season. It's time to win a Super Bowl. Right. And I mean, here's my thing with the whole you know not consistent. He he's good. Like I would say good. He hits that mark. But he had a mid the midseason slump last year, where the Chiefs had a, like a beginning of the season slump. I agree. They got hot throughout the whole season, where we were hot, not in that. It was kind of that that Bucks game was kind yes. of the game that was our turning point. Because like the year we before, were, it was the Cardinals game that was exactly, the turning point. Exactly, and I I think we need to have a. I'd rather have a slow start and go into it, go into the playoffs hot, like go. We got to we, we do have a rough start. I will oh, say. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. But I mean. If you look at it holistically, you want you don't want last year hot, not hot. You want not and then hot. Yeah, especially because what they were seven and six at one point. Yeah, we almost lost to the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton. At the yeah, time. they were when uh, yeah, we lost to New England. They're like, oh, New England's gonna win, win yeah, the division. Don and, and I are sitting in the three hundreds, watching them run the ball forty five times, and then oh my god, I can't. I'm never doing that, that again. Nope. It was an experience, and I'm glad we went for the sake of like we could tell say we went, say we went. But I'm that was. No, and then Patriots fans asking me to drive them back to their hotel. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. So talking about Allen. Sorry, I got a little. No, no, I just agree. I was a few. I was. I mean, I was they were coming up, knocking on the window. It was yeah, weird. Offering hundred bucks though, so I don't know. Um, okay. That might have to be the would you rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so talking about Allen, you know, we're gonna rank Allen. I feel like this is kind of just the easy one of ranking the AFC scorebacks. We forgot to do a ranking last week. We got very excited talking about our Bills talk, and it's kind of like. Completely went over the head. Yeah. Um, but we were continuing it with uh, quarterback position. Mike, you know, you can start with number four. Um, I'm putting uh, number four. I'm, I'm going to give it to uh, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Just because, like... He was bad last yeah, year. But he has potential to be good. Yeah, I mean, it was rookie year. He's with the Jets. <laughs> so, I mean, that just says a lot. Yeah, I mean... But I just don't think he played all that great. No, and... He, he's had an eventful offseason. I'll say that's that. That's what I was just about to say. But I think he's a Chad now. Definitely not out of the headlines. Yeah, but uh, not, not football-related. No, I think um, Joe Flacco starts over him. Right. Did, Ro- did Robert Sala say Joe Flacco's starting caliber? No, he said... He did. I'm just going to say, he said we can Joe make fun of Joe Flacco all we want. He went off the 2012 playoffs. He, he did. That was an insane playoff right. run. And Robert Sala did say, 
I have no doubt he could be a starting quarterback within yeah. this week. Yeah, I think he said that. So if like Wilson got injured or Mike White's an absolute. Mike, like, he had one I, good game. One good game, and then I he's, think I he still over the news. I, I should have been the yeah. number one. Mike White, pick in the draft. Mike White had a team of the week card in Madden. I remember that was like he was like the master. We played him the next and week. Then, and yeah, we played him the next week. Absolutely destroyed him. Yeah, no, I think it's should have been in the w- first round. Wilson is four strictly because he was bad, but he has the potential. He's un- yeah, he's he just unproven. The, he has the potential to be two because I think three and two are like identical. And yeah, I have two, two at the ball over. I have two at three and Mac Jones two. I'm just gonna tie him. I think they're both equal. I think they're both just kind of in my opinion they're both you know below not below average i'm trying to think of like talent, talent wise they're below they're average like they're, they're, yeah they're, below they're nothing wise. they're not a superstar like alan they don't have the talent and mm-hmm. i think mostly they're just going to be uh game managers i'd rather see teddy bridgewater play in miami than uh, okay don't, we don't want we don't want that no Tua we want to turn yeah i want to i think two was an all right quarterback i think max not a quarterback i just don't like people saying that they're this- like, they're like they're like top twenty. They're like fringe top twenty quarterbacks. So the thing, are saying that they're like top Mac Jones 15. had a good season because of no. the system. The Let's thing with the thing yeah, with now he's got Matt Patricia. And, the uh, thing with Tua, they're just gonna do short slants to Hill and Waddle, and they're just gonna tell him to go. Yeah, well, they're gonna want those yak yards. Yeah, he said he's yeah, excited yeah. to play us because Tyreek Hill said that he's excited to play us because our safeties and our secondary can't keep up with them. Okay, Tyreek. Good for you, man. It's like Le'Veon Bell being Le'Veon Bell two point oh. Yeah, congratulations. You left like. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Well, the Chiefs matched Tua. matched the offer the Dolphins made, though. Like I don't understand. I I still can't wrap my head around that. But they didn't. No, I, I don't was... think they did. I think they said. Well, you want to? That was that was Devonte Adams. Oh Devontae Adams, yeah, Devontae yeah, yeah, Adams yeah. the Packers. I think he even offered more money, and he said no. Which the is thing is savage. with Tyreek Hill, he could have gone to either Miami or New York Jets. Those were his the two teams he wanted to go to. Dude, talk about Miami. They traded all that draft cap, but capital capital. Ooh. For Tyree Kill, and, and then they got they lost more by yeah, because <laughs> I think Bill Belichick ratted him out. I don't understand how. Tom, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Is we're gonna quickly segue from this after I said this. I can't believe Tom Brady isn't getting for that. Like he was notably tampering all three times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. first yeah. round picks have been forfeited is because of Tom Brady. I think right. he he spoke to Belichick and then that was it. That was yeah. over. Oh yeah, and then quickly talking about Mac. Yeah, Mac's an alright quarterback. I I I McCorkle. I, I don't mind Mac. I think Mac's actually a decent quarterback. The reason why I don't like Mac is because I just don't like Patriots fans talking. Like, and I feel like the national media are also like just talk him up. Yeah. Like Mac's a good quarterback. Right. Okay, but for a rookie, he had a great like, season. And there's nothing wrong of saying like he's a good quarterback. But no. to say like he is always going to take another guy's like, dude, do you, like he doesn't have a great arm. He's an accurate arm. He doesn't like, have an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he has an accurate arm, and he can't really move. No, he's not mobile. I mean, look at him now, though. He might be a little more mobile. He dropped a lot of weight. But, but like, I mean, it's, it's like people comparing him to like Tom Brady. I was like, okay, Tom Brady also has a rifle. Like, Tom Brady's well, a good arm. Right. Yeah. And here, here's the difference between the two Tom Brady built that system. Mac Jones is a, a puzzle piece that they thought would work, but it's got like one edge chipped on it that they're trying to fit in the Tom Brady spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. Like that's, that's the comparison they're making. Oh, he's Tom Brady because we have the same exact system and he's the same pocket passer. He can't rush. The chubby guy from Alabama. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm no one to talk, but I mean, it's just like, yeah. come on. Talking about chubby number one, our, our chubby friend Josh Allen. Yeah, apparently he's fat, according to Tom Brady. So, I mean, the guy likes to eat. He likes hibachi. He likes steak. Let him go. He's faster than you. He could outrun you. He could outplay you. Almost won the game against you. Like, just Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doing psychedelics. That, like, come on, what are we doing? In here? that game, Josh Allen single handedly brought that team back. Yes. Yes. He got turf toe and played through it. Aaron Rodgers is high, high in the suite watching. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like that's why he's a two-time MVP. The psychedelics, you know, that's just four-time, four, 
Sorry, no, back, back to back. Back to back, I meant. Sorry, not not two times. No, but Josh is usually number one on this list. Um, obviously, it was pretty easy this week ranking the Bills player. I mean, maybe next week. I don't know who we're going to rank. We will Let's remember rank it. All right, we're ranking punters next week. We do a f- like. We are we do doing a, hawk? A double take. Like, are we doing hawk or are we doing? We no. should. We should do both. No, we we'll do hawk. We'll do it based. No, well, best we'll of do it off the depth chart. I mean, yeah, hawk, oh. hawk, punter one. Yep. Right. Kicker and punter, or just punter. Yeah, both. Why, why, why not why, both? both? Yeah, why not both? And long snapper. Okay. All right, we'll do special teams then. How about that? special teams? Specialists. Yeah, specialists. Okay. Yeah. But that is going to wrap it up for the Bills segment for this week. But we'll be right back with the Sabers right after this. Are you excited for football season? Well, we sure are, because with football season comes season two of the Buffalonian podcast. Staying on our normal day with two episodes a week, we will have the Buffalonian podcast every Tuesday or Wednesday, and then every Thursday, depending on if there's a Thursday night game or Friday, we will have the Betting on the Bills podcast, which is completely Bills-centric, all Buffalo Bills, and we'll be talking a little bit broad NFL uh, we'll be picking games and you know giving our opinions on who's winning and uh, it'll be it'll be interesting and we'll be also coming at you with some video too on our YouTube channel which will be linked in our bio on our social medias very soon so we're very much looking forward to it it's uh, very exciting but yeah season two will be coming at you this September so without further ado enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back with the Buffalo Man Podcast, transitioning from our Bills talk to some Sabres talk today. Obviously, you know, we were, you know, talking about before we really began the Bills segment, how nice it is to have Bills news and how, how awesome it is. And it's the complete opposite for Sabres. Uh, really no news at all. Um, so again, we're just going to you know, have a fun time manufacturing some, some stuff to talk about for this segment. So obviously we've been continuing our, you know, our thing of, Looking at what the roster is going to be like, predicting the lines. Uh, we've been through the top six, and now we're going to make our way to the third line. Uh, yeah. So, Mike, you want to kick us off? Surely. Um, well, I think you. I know you had him on the second line, I, I believe. Uh, I'll start with Kyle Poso being a third line winger. I think he'll be the vet for the, the line here. I think he'll probably be named uh, the captain. For yeah, the season after, after Jacob Trubo was just named tra- captain for the Rangers. Yeah, I think. How do you think about that, Mike? Are you, are you, uh, well, quick segue because Mike is Pro kind of Ra- Mike is a Rangers fan. So <laughs> if you didn't know, a little bit of a Rangers fan. Yeah. So, how, what do you think about that? I think it probably should have been Kreider. Yeah, that's also a terrible contract for Trubo. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I think now. Kreider. He's more veteran with New York. I think he's probably more loved within the uh, the fan base. It's but, just because Trubo elbowed a couple people in the postseason. Now, now he's he's hot crap. Okay. Uh, okay, back back here. Anyway, Sorry. yeah, yeah, no. So, back. Kyle Poso I have on a wing. I have Jack Quinn on another wing. I know two right shots. Um but I think that's that's really no big deal. I think Jack Quinn's just gonna be there to try and not a big squ- not, don't, you don't care about hand handedness? You just no. don't, don't matter to you? No, not not it. that big a deal. And center, I'm gonna try Peyton Krebs at center. See what he could do. Give him third line center job. Give him a shot. Yeah. I think coach. I think Kyle Poso will be there to help kind of cover for them because I think he's more well-rounded than, like, a Krebs who's still developing, and Quinn will obviously be a rookie 
who has what one game NHL experience. Right. So Krebs is it's it's not Krebs is hopefully three game prospect. From what I saw with Krebs, <laughs> from what I saw with Krebs, he's more of a distributor. Looks for the pass, so I think that'd be good for him. Playmaker. To be, yeah, be good from the the center to be able to distribute to the wings and back. Quinn is a scorer, so I think he'll more than likely be on the left side, so we can get those, you know, the one one timers and just have his stick towards the middle of the ice rather than on the boards. And then Kyle Posto is there to mentor them, to kind of more be defensive and cover for them in that way. And then also just kind of show them the ropes, kind of help them. So, like, if they make a mistake or something, he can kind of lean in and be like, hey, this is what you need to do different and just be that mentor. No, that's a, that's a solid line. Uh, my line's pretty easy to say. It's the ATM line. Is it? No, it's not ATM. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> no, because it's not... Thompson's, it's Olofsson. Uh, you, what was the cool? I can't remember. I butchered this. This is really unfortunate. <laughs> um, Aspen, Middlestad, Olsen are my uh, third line. A um, little bit of a change up because I think not a lot of people have. I don't mean, know a lot of people have said all three of these guys' names, but um, Middlestad, I don't really think Middlestad's a center if I'm going to be completely honest about it, but I feel like they had to figure a, a, a certain yes or no this season, so we're going to start him off at center and he's probably going to fail, which is cool. Uh, Aspen is there strictly because I think Aspen and Olsen really hit it off in the beginning of the year, and Aspen can really help Olsen by covering for his defensive game, and Aspen's kind of a beast in his own right, and then Olsen's, you know, shooter, I, I know Mel Seth's more of a playmaker, kind of, you know. Tries to be. Try At least att- attempts to be, I should say. Um, so, I think, you know, hit him with a shooter, and then having the defensive uh, of Aspen, and then they had some chemistry last year, so... I, I kind of just use that line. I don't love it. Again, I feel like the Sabres are missing another like top six forward, most likely a center. So uh, that's probably something I have to do next offseason. But that, that's that's the third line for myself. All right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take this now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite of what you did here. I think it's middle stats do or die this year. So I, I think we're both. I think all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, so we're, we're there. I, I, okay. I don't like do or die. I think it's pivotal. I think it's do or die. I think uh, if he does, if he, go, I'm gonna go. say, yeah, it's like the beginning of the Storage War show. This is do or die, you know. And then the, the title, Daryl Sheets. Yeah, Daryl Sheets. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, back to what I was saying. I think I put him as a center, like just to, you know, see it, man. See it because if he does it, he does it. If he doesn't, he, if he does whatever. It, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I would probably go with Akposo as well, just for old man. You know what I mean. Am I wrong? Or dad am I, energy? Yeah, dad energy. Dad and dead vibes. Mike was giving me a look. I thought it was pissing him off. I said something wrong. I, I have a post on the third line. Yeah. yeah. No, and then I would probably go, um, well, see, I changed because I, I kind of had the similar one to Mike with Jack Quinn there to just see how Let's he goes. Just do it. Just put him there. All right. Well, then Jack Quinn. That's that's what I do. So, you know, that's, that's, that, that's what I think it is. Because, I mean, honestly, like, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Like we said, middle stat, do or die. I'm sticking with do or die. Dom went pivotal so i transitioned yes and i i think akposo's dad energy you know he wears the the white new balances and the hiked up khaki shorts to the grill you know what i mean i think he's a good energy to have on that third line a little bit of veteran presence so you know that's just that's where my head's at right now no i i I like it i I think it's it's just weird because there's just so many questions for the sabers there are a lot of combinations you can test out too like mike's was completely different like you know than yours like yours Mine was a little bit of a mix, but I mean, like well, my fourth line, I guess, will quote unquote fourth line because I don't, I don't really have lines. I think it's, I think, I think this is a year where the Sabers won't have lines other than their top line. 
Just because... Right. There's, like... It'll be better than Ralph Kruger changing the lines every period. No, that's true. It's, like, they have the top line, and Let's, then they have Cousins... Let's not go back to that. They have Cousins <laughs> as, like, their fourth best forward, and then after that, like, the next eight forward slots... Yeah. You could literally say, like, if you went, like, in forward in time and said something happened, like, oh, Krebs was awesome, and Middlestad was terrible, I'd be like, oh, that could be believable. Like, and I... I, I I just think it's weird. I think anything can truly happen this this year with this team. I think it's kind of exciting though. At the same time, it is exciting because it's like we're at the point now where if this stuff starts to click, like we'll we'll be fringe fringe teams. On fringe. The, I don't. Yeah, I, I say this. They will probably not make the playoffs. And I think this is also last year was a um, you know a process over results kind of thing where. Yeah. It didn't really matter where they finished in the standings. They had to show some kind of, you know... They showed guys. fight at the end. That yeah, last yeah, month yeah, of the yeah, year, absolutely. they played very well. So I think mm-hmm. this is kind of another year where it's like, if they get like 82, 83 points and they miss the playoffs, it's like, okay. like And they finish seventh in the division. They're in an incredibly tough division. Um, it's okay by me. Like I think the, that's, the, that's important. This is my thing, because Pittsburgh the, is getting older. I know they're in the Metro. But they have like another year. But they have like another year window. Boston, they just brought back Bergeron and Krejci, one-year deals. This is literally their last run because I don't see how they're re-signing Pasternak. No. Yeah, they're both done. Marshan's in his mid-30s and coming off hip hip or shoulder surgery. I think it's hip. He got one. McAvoy's coming off the other. Um, They're in the last run. And then, like, Montreal's still Montreal. 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 Toronto's the first round exit. Yeah, Toronto's also their kryptonite is the Buffalo Sabres. Apparently, you know, so. I don't think I don't think Florida. I think Florida's going to be good, but they're not going to be as good as they were last year. No, I think I think what's important for the Sabres, and I think this is what was really we're important. heading in the right direction. And I think a lot of teams in the Atlantic are yeah, peaking well, and, and starting to go down. I, I think what's important for what the Sabres realize is that this is a year where a lot of people are going for it, and this is a year to kind of sidestep and not go for it and learn what you have. Yeah, right, like, and it's nice because. As fans, we haven't had expectations in over a decade. You know what I'm saying? They so still, it's just like... But it's also fun that they don't have expectations, but it's also like these young guys. Right. Like they well, have a great prospects. Exactly. And it's like, you're not expecting them to go into the playoffs right now. Yeah. So like, you're going to a game for fun and you know win or lose. Like, I don't know, every game we went something. to, you're, we had a good time you're, you're and we got some, to see. You're, you're going to learn yeah. something about a, a player every game. Right. We went to Jack Quinn's first game. It was and really cool good. to see him. Almost scored when I was in the concession line. Exactly. Yeah. We went to Owen Powers' game. Like you know what it I mean? His first yeah. home game. Yeah, yeah. So it we was just, it was just, you know, it was, it was really cool. It's just, for me, it's again reminiscent of uh, Josh Allen's sophomore season with the Bills. Like you know, like did make the playoffs, but guess what? We discovered what worked, and from that point forward, look where we are now. Yeah, they have a bunch of young guys. It's, it's, it's definitely an exciting time. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully, you know, they, you know, we get some development. Um, so talking about teams, we're gonna segue to our other kind of. A little mainstay thing that we've been doing is we already broke down what the Senators did, Ottawa and Montreal did. Now it's time to break down to what the Red Wings did. Detroit, they obviously finished sixth in the division last year. Obviously, the Sabres finished fifth. Um, the Red Wings are a team that obviously are going for results this year. And this is what's different about the Sabres. The Sabres were like, yeah, we don't have to, we, we have all this cap space, but we're not going to use it to buy you know, veteran players on $4 million a year contracts when we know we don't, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not kind of rushing But I just feel like they're capable of doing it. I think, again, kind of the Senders, like, they're a team that maybe a little bit overrated, like, in the fact of, like, I still don't think they have enough pieces to really fully go for, but... Anyway. I don't know, they did just name a physical therapist to the team. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that might be a good thing. You know? if, if, if they want to go for it and 
fall on their face, like good for them. Good for the Sabres. Oh, that's that's Stevie Y right there. He wants uh, he wants to start showing that this team's gonna start competing. He doesn't want to just sit back anymore. Cause I mean, he built that Lightning team, and they never won when he was there. And yeah, then when he tough. left, yeah, they won. Julian Brisbois takes over, and they win two Stanley Cups. Yeah, that's so. Totally. I mean. Well, they signed Ben Chirot, who I think that was a terrible... Four years, like, under $5 million. That was a bad contract. Well, he won the worst contracts that was handed out in the entire offseason. Yeah. Andrew Kopp, you know, solid top six guy, but they paid over $5 million for him. That was an overpay. Vili Husu, they, you know, they traded a third-round pick for him. Second straight year, they traded a third-round pick for a guy with RFA rights as a goaltender to sign. Husu, you know, I would have been interested if the Sabres would have gotten him, but he... He's a little like Carter Hunnish to me, like yeah. Only a year. I mean, you could say this. Hit one year is like you, know, a, you could say this a thing about Eric Comrie, but Eric Comrie was two is two years like one point eight million dollars. This yeah. dude got like three plus million dollars plus was cost of third round pick. So it's a different value. Yeah. And then Cuba League's a solid like third line maybe fringe top six forward. Perron's a really good vet. Uh, I don't really know why the Blues let him go. Um, but so it's like what the second or third time the Blues have let him go, yeah. let him go too. Yeah, first first time in his career that he had signed a contract that wasn't with St. Louis. Yeah, uh, which is really funny because he's been on like five teams. Um, so again, they're they're an interesting team for sure. Obviously, they drafted Marco Casper, who many people you know suspect that if the Sabres made that trade with the Senators for the seventh overall pick, that they would have selected Casper. Um, obviously, we'll just never know, but it seems to be kind of the case. And then you know they got some young guys like Mo Sider is really good. Uh, yeah, I remember that draft it. day. That was a funny experience. Um, yeah, that was uh, we were quick. So quick hard. story here: we're at a uh, local restaurant watching the draft party. For, former seven one six. Yeah, formerly seven one six. Now Southern Tier Brewing Company. With uh, uh, shout out um, Andrew Peters, Craig Ave, Marty Brown hosting it, and sixth pick comes up. Detroit drafts Mort Cider, and everybody's like, "Who?" <laughs> No one knew who he was. The Sabres, like, the Sabres were seventh, by the way. They picked Cousins. So yeah. Everyone was amped. And we're like, who? who is Mort Cedar? Like, who is this guy? And then he wins the caller and <laughs> is nah. looking to be a really good defenseman in the NHL. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they got some cool... Like, Verona's a good forward, but he's kind of injury prone. You know, Larkin and Batuzzi are really good forwards Got Lucas well. Raymond. They're good forwards, but they're on one-year deal, so it's kind of like they got to extend them or trade them, so you have no idea. Lucas Raymond's really good young forward. And then would you say they're similar to the Sabres in the amount of young players they have? Yeah, like, I would say they're sim- they have more veterans, obviously. They're more trying to do... They're a year ahead of the Sabres. Detroit's always been that way, like, though. They you, always love their veterans. Yeah, you'd say they're uh, like just one one season ahead, pretty much? Um, You think in a season will be where they are, like kind of making a move for I it? I think if you're in it... I think it... So like, if the season goes well and you learn... If your young core takes a step and you answer a lot of those questions... And then you're able to then in the previous off se- next off season make moves to better your team and add like the certain pieces you need. Then I would say they'd be in the same position as Red Wings, probably even better because I think they have a better prospect pool than the Red Wings. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit. They have a better <laughs> prospect pool than the Red Wings, and I think they have. You know, the Red Wings have a lot of questions. I said with Larkin and Bertuzzi, who are two top six forwards on their team, both are going to be UFAs and probably want big contract extension. So we don't really know what's going to go on. With that, so I think they're kind. Of, I think the Sabers are a year away from where the like of taking the jump the Red Wings defenders trying yeah. to do this off season. So again, the Red Wings are kind of like I honestly would probably put them as the sixth best team in the division. I, th- I think Ottawa is better than them. I think they're better than us just based off yeah what they did. Um, but I don't think you know who's who's their one. Who's that sweet Simon Eckerson? 
Edvinson, Simone Edvinson. Yeah, he's probably going to take the jump to the NHL for them. He's kind of... He's left shot, I believe. Left shot. He's not power. They have Lindstrom there. He's below power and huge. Like the top. I wouldn't say he's a. He's like a tier two. Yeah. They have a, they have a good prospect goalie in Sebastian Kosa. Yeah, they. I mean, they got some good guys. Um, obviously Casper as well. So it, it's gonna be interesting with them. Again, I think we're. I mean, we're gonna see if it worked out for them. I doubt they make the playoffs, but no. Who knows? They just think about years ago. They made what twenty five straight playoff appearances. The last years oh, of that me, run, the last years of those runs, they were holding onto the skin of their teeth to make yeah. those playoffs. Cry me so, a river. You know, I think Stevie Y over there is just like, hey, I want to get this team back in the playoffs. I want to get the streak going again. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, you don't have a, a Stanley Cup caliber team right now. All right, so Joe kind of hinted at Prospect Pool. We've been talking a lot about Prospect Pool. It's kind of, a, you know, it's, again, it's one more exciting thing to talk about the Sabres because there's actually something that they're actually good at. Oh. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, on Instagram, there is an account called Hockey Ranks that was ranking, you know, the prospect pools. He ranked the Sabres number one prospect pool. It's actually really cool that he ranked them number one because last year he ranked them 13th. And if you think about, like, what happened, like, they were ranked 13th. And then Krebs, R2, Slime, Tia Samuelson, like, they all left the pool. Right. So it's cool to see that even though they were 13th, they lose, like, two pretty good players in Krebs and Samuelson. Whatever you want to say about Slime is now in in, in Swiss. Yeah. And they still jumped all the way to one is because Ohm Power proved that he was, you know, number one overall pick. Jack Quinn took a massive step in the AHL. Paterka was really good. Levi had the 950 save percentage in Northeastern. You know, they, they added three first-round picks to the prospect pool, plus, you know, many more players, not probably in the top 15. So You see, like, Nadeau, Bloom. Yeah. I, all those like, guys. wasn't even, even top 15. Yeah. Like, I think it's exciting... Too, the goalie depth again i can't believe the one prospect pool ranked them 25th like that's just ridiculous <laughs> i still can't believe that because like pertillo was really good in michigan obviously levi was good in northeastern upl i i guess it's considered still be prospect but he's still solid and then lenton you know they just drafted in the second round was the number one prospect for this draft i know it was a weak draft but uh, i think that's the exciting part i think ryan johnson on his list i think was ranked 13th that's a little low ryan johnson's like a yeah, he's he's thirteenth. Yeah, no, that's too low. Who I I gotta look at the list real quick to make sure. I'm, yeah, like Portillo's probably a little high. I would drop him down. He's six. I would drop Portillo down to eight, and I would put Ryan Johnson six or seven. Maybe put Coolidge ahead of him. Put Johnson yeah. seven. Like that's where Ryan Ryan Johnson's. As much as we don't like that, he's I we still haven't heard any. I mean, when we do a pod, I feel like as it gets later and later, it's less likely that he's gonna sign. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I feel like he kind of would commit to your team, but. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like he's a little, like, like kind of... Same like how Pertillo is like, well, Levi's ahead of me, and then they have Lucan in and all that. Okay, no, Johnson, I know, I know it's a little no, different, but he not... sees... You have a Darlene, you have a Power, Samuelson. Okay, I know after those three, it's kind of... T- spots, my guy. I know, <laughs> I'm just... Three. There's still half the spot. I know, I mean, but I'm, no, I'm just I know, saying, I, I feel know like you mean three he's spots. not gonna. If he wants to be a top pairing, I don't think he's gonna be a top oh, pairing. No, but I think I still think he could be like a top four D man. I, worst of bottom pair, like he's actually good. Like he yeah, would, he would. He would. I, I'll put it this way: Ryan Johnson signing would significantly help the program. Um. So again, it's cool to see it. You know, the Sabers get recognized as having a top prospect pool. Obviously, I, I will say this straight up: this is not fake. I think a couple years ago, 2018, it might have been that summer. You know, I think a lot of people ranked them as number one prospect pool because they had Middlestat, and then they had Darlene. Right. It, and it, I'm saying that right now, that was so fraudulent. It's not even funny. They had no depth, as Mike has been alluded to 
now they have depth. They actually have dudes too. Yeah, like legit people. Like I mean, and I'm t- not trying to trash Darlene Milstadt. We overrated him as a prospect. I'm well, he got up. bought. He should have gone back to school okay. for another year. I'm just year. saying yeah. it. He was overrated to start. One, he was drafted out of high school. Uh, he didn't. It was just weird. Yeah, he was good in the World Juniors. Um, he was all right in Minnesota. I think we overrated the fact that, like, I think everyone just swept it on the rug that he was under a point per game at Minnesota. Like, no one thought that was a thing that yeah need to be talked about. <laughs> everyone just yeah, then, well, put it to the back of the mind. Yeah, forget about that one. Mind that yeah. he was like under a point in a game, and then he had what scored like five points in six games with Angel. That's why I got in Mitchell. I was so high in Owen Power, and you have talked me off like the super highness of me because like you saying the eight game sample is giving me like. Giving me middle yeah. step five PTSD. Six game sample. Yeah. Grant, I think Owen Power is like ten times better than the case Middle No, absolutely, but, but it I, it's just my skepticism no, to I, yeah. I, but, but I kind of I agree with you, like in that fact like yeah, I do like teams will adjust and like but I, I do agree that like yeah. I, I need to calm down a little bit with that. But no, I, I think you know, thinking of where we were a couple years ago, even you know, when before we traded Eichel and Reinhardt, you know, before that draft we when we drafted power, like thinking of just how desperate this team was and how the prospect pool really wasn't in a great shape. But now, you know, really a lot of credit to Adams to, and the entire scouting staff to really build you know, it turn up, around, turn get around. it together. I mean, yeah, because yeah, they completely, like, shelled everybody. They were the at training camp, too. Granado and Adams made an appearance. Oh, yeah? That's cool That's good. I think it, I think when you, know, you look back at that, the, the, the big three getting traded, like seeing how they got Levi, you know, Oslin... Krebs, Coolidge. A lot of young I'm guys. One guy, Rosine. Like, all those guys yeah. are top 10 in your prospect pool, and obviously Krebs is not considered a prospect anymore. Well, some people consider him. Yeah, you know. some people consider him. <laughs> yeah, not us. But so. I, I think it's just exciting that they really hit on those. I, I don't want to say hit on. Um, no, they hit the nail on the head with I this mean, one. I think yeah. they did a very good job of getting legit value back for those dudes. And, and like you said, it's not it's not fraudulent. No, it's like not. Yeah. this is legit rank. Like they legitimately rank number one. Now I will just say it straight up. Like after next year, they will not be no number one. I think Powell, Powell will graduate. Quinn. Well, I'm just, I'm just gonna hope that Quinn and Patrick graduate. So like three of the three of your top five, at least five that are putting you at number one are, are gonna gone. Now, granted, you'll say. still have Savoy, Coolidge, Oslin. Rosen. I think that's enough to keep him up in the top five. Mm, I don't know if top five. Well, it also matters where they finish. I Maybe think, depends on the, the draft, too. Like, well, also, like you're getting the, 20, to. the 23 draft is loaded. And yeah. they have three second-round picks and a first-round pick. That's probably going to be a top 15. 10 pick. Maybe. Lock top 15, probably Lock, top 10. Probably top 10. So that's probably at least another Definitely dude. a lottery pick. But that's another dude. That's another Matt Savoy. Yeah. You know, probably, even, we could, hey, we could uh, win the lottery and get Connor Bedard. Yeah, watch. No, then we'd probably watch still it happen. Mike just manifested still, it. Just how good he is, that, that would probably still make us no more possible. Yeah, Mike losses. just manifested it. That's happening. So, no, I, I think it's, it's an important year. And Now, there's one thing I, I want to bring up, a hypothetical here. Oh, man. You I, your hypotheticals. I know. I know your, your guys' least favorite jersey design was the slug. Yeah, it was gross. Have you seen the speculation that it might be returning in royal blue, mind you? I I, I say this. Um, I've seen a couple mock-ups. If, if Doesn't they, look too bad. If they are not gonna do the red and black, this is fine. But did you hear what they're thinking that is gonna happen? The red and black are just gonna be all like, they're gonna be full-time alternates. Full-time alternates. Like oh, they're really? gonna keep them, but the slug will be the the throwback. See, I I like. I wouldn't mind that. I like having 
multiple jerseys. I don't like just a home and away. Like no, I think right. that gets even boring. Though, even though the I like the, the alternate. The have some of the best jerseys in the entire hockey league too. Right? Oh, 100 percent. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, the navy blue. Not it. See, I, I appreciate blue. the navy blue because it allowed me with Dom to get a forty dollars Skinner jersey okay. at the stadium. You could, you could appreciate that, and then you could realize that there's a reason why that was forty dollars. Yeah, well, exactly. They're they're royal blue, but still, I got a, an actual. Oh, Adidas also is not going to be the um, after twenty twenty four. Yeah, after twenty twenty four, Dom just pinched himself on something. We don't we don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I scratched myself. Shambles okay. in the studio. He's in shambles. Um, but um, yeah, the slug might be making a return. The, the slug with the royal blue. We're all we're all staring at the one that's hanging on the wall behind. Yeah, us. yeah the yeah, kid not, size. Not, yeah, the kid not, size. Not a bad. It's the, I looked at like the fan art. You know, some I posted some fan with art with the royal, it. and it's not I, it's know, not bad. Okay, I'm just it's gonna say a, it's, it's, listen. The worst thing they could do is that they could put the goat head logo on the royal blue now that looks like trash yeah yeah okay no wait 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 wait. into the goat head you got the red the last reverse retro on the shoulders it that wasn't bad yeah, but I'm talking about like the, and gold, no, the oh, full right. yeah. jersey has to be the, the black and the red. The gold yeah. head, if it is royal blue, the full jersey has trash. to be black yes. and red. Like, I do have the slug, but I would, I would love to see the red and black make a permanent. Oh no, return as an alternate, like a permanent. Oh yeah, alternate. the home and away, I'm completely fine with the black alternate, and then like if you're playing a, another a reverse team, retro like Tampa Bay, that's blue. You throw the red. No, I'm sorry, but that playoff series, Toronto and Tampa Bay, that was hard to watch because they're like the identical colors. I'm just saying, you know. That's it why is, the Bills, even with the color rush, it's nice it is sometimes. Remo- it know? is remarkable to me that the the Bill the Sabres. Well, sorry, I, I threw you <laughs> off there. The Sabres had like the Royal Blues, which is an awesome jersey. Then they went to the you know the Red and Blacks, which are an awesome jersey. And then they said, hey, you know, let's let's throw everyone for a loop and do navy blue okay. and the slug. In like, their in their de- terrible okay in their defense, no, that was no, a Reebok no. era where a lot of jerseys were okay. ugly. Trash. It's the same thing with like those two thousand Bills jerseys. Trash. Reebok era. Like. What are we doing with like this navy blue color? Like the navy blue, not it, man. Like those, those look trash. I- I'm glad that we're done with those eras. Oh, and you know another. Uh, I'm just saying they uh, won a president's trophy in that uniform. That is true. All right, they didn't win. True. A, you know what? They didn't win a Stanley Cup fit. Okay, I so honestly, they did not. <laughs> so we're good. The you want to talk about the, the alternate behind you with the, the, the dinner re- plate? Yeah, the yellow in the dinner. The, plate. the dinner plate. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic! I just think of Steve Ott. In the locker room, uh, modeling that jersey, and it's just like, oh boy. I don't mind it. The yellow, okay, as an okay. alternate color. The fact that it says cut, Buffalo cut, cut. on the front like that is just—it's bad. Cut, cut, the, cut it, cut the pod. No, but you know, the slug wouldn't be bad. I would like to see the red and black. That's no. all I have to say. Listen, if the, if the if the red and black returns, and we get that slug jersey, which doesn't look terrible, like, and then also with the home went away, like having those four jerseys, right? That's yeah. a nice. That's not, that's probably the the best. Jerseys. I mean, I already think they have the best jerseys, but that no. would make it even. No, add depth. Yeah, yeah. It's not we had some. Well, we had dogs. Now we're in yeah. depth. Yeah, no more. No more. Uh, it's it's the same thing as prospects. You just want depth, yeah. but you want jersey depth too. We got quality and depth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's gonna do it for the Sabers section of this pod, and we'll be right back with the rundown after this. Are you excited for football season? Well, we sure are. Because with football season comes season two of the Buffalonian podcast. Staying on our normal day with two episodes a week, we will have the Buffalonian podcast every Tuesday or Wednesday. And then every Thursday, depending on if there's a Thursday night game or Friday, we will have the betting on the Bills podcast, which is completely Bills centric, um, all Buffalo Bills. And we'll be talking a little bit broad NFL uh, we'll be picking games and, you know, giving our opinions on who's winning. And uh, 
it'll be it'll be interesting and we'll be also coming at you with some video too on our YouTube channel which will be linked in our bio on our social medias very soon so we're very much looking forward to it it's uh, very exciting but yeah season two will be coming at you this September so without further ado enjoy the rest of the show and we are back with the Buffalo Indian podcast we will continue this episode with our weekly rundown and we will start with the Blue Jays so they just came off a four-game series against the Twins where they split 2-2, two to two, winning the first and last games, and then dropping the middle two games. So the winning pitchers were Manoa and Romano. So shout out to them for getting the win. It's kind of funny because each team ended up winning a game that went to extra innings. And now the Jays traveled to Baltimore for a quick three-game series there. They did drop the first game last night, and they will continue tonight and tomorrow. But shout out Vlad Guerrero Jr. for hitting a 19-game hit streak, which would be the longest of his career. We hope that he can continue that hit streak. Uh, It's a great thing for the Jays. And currently, the Jays are 10.5 games back of the Yankees and hold the top wildcard spot in the AL. So right now, it's looking good for the Jays. They just need to sustain what they've been doing. Um, We hope that they can make the playoffs, one of the six teams that do. So kudos to them for holding down that spot, and uh, we wish the best for them, for our Torontonian pals. So we'll go to their minor league affiliate, the Bisons. So they're coming off a six-game series in Scranton-Wilkesbury, to which they ended up losing the series 2-3. to three. Now you might be wondering, how does 2 plus 3 equal 6? Well, the last game was suspended due to rain, and we hope that it gets made up later in September. So they are now traveling to Syracuse to face the Mets. The Mets are not very good. Uh, the New York Mets are very good, but the Syracuse Mets, uh, they're, they're at the bottom of the standings. The Bisons currently sit in fourth in their playoff run, only four and a half games back of the lead in their division. So it's a very, very close race for the Bisons, as a lot of teams have about the same record as them. So we, we're really rooting for the Bisons to pull off against the Mets, hopefully an easy series for them. Uh, overall, we just got to root for them and hope they make the playoffs too. So shout out to our baseball brothers here as we continue with a Would You Rather with Joe. Welcome back to the Buffalonian Podcast, and we're going to get back into it with Would You Rather, and I'll be taking you on this magical journey this evening. So or whenever you're listening, this is, daytime. This, this isn't the rundown, okay? This, this isn't a magical thing. I'm just telling you, this one's going to hit close to home, and I don't know if anyone's ready for it. I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. So, here it is. I'm going to lay it on you. Would you rather your favorite team, <clears throat> the Bills... Like a football team? Any football team. Uh, would you rather your favorite team, if you're a fan of any team, lost every Super Bowl they appeared in, or never made it to the Super Bowl? Probably lose in the Super Bowl. How many years of losing the Super Bowl? Like four straight. I, yeah, I mean that's why that's why I said it could be close to home depending on how you how so you take like, it. So like you'd rather be like if I was in the nineties, be living through the Bills losing four straight Super Bowls rather than the Lions who've never made the Super Bowl being a fan of them. Exactly, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. but or like you, Philip Rivers never going to the Super Bowl with the Chargers, but they were still. Yeah, but he also played for the Colts. Okay, the one year. Yeah, the one year okay. he played for the Colts hey, and we dude, beat them. Bill, Bill's beat them. <laughs> they have the number still, one offense, like, number one defense, yet still miss the Think playoffs. about it this way. 
It's supposed to be the third of the game, okay? Would you rather... Here's a little bit. This is going to cover that a little more. Would you rather have deal with the heartbreak of losing yeah, every time I'm, you go to the Super Bowl? Or would you rather not be heartbroken at all because you're just not there? No, I'd rather go to the Super Bowl because at least you're, yeah. you're still champions of the AFC. You're still one of the best team of the AFC. Yeah, and I, you can show that you are a championship yeah, caliber. No. It's just no, you just got bested. Yeah. So. Well, also it's like the fact that like I wouldn't, we wouldn't know we made the decision. Like we'd just be living off. Like I'm right, just saying, yeah. we would like, it'd be such a high. Granted, it'd be incredibly low, but at least like I don't know. I feel like I'd, that like, that first like, Super Bowl. If, think of it as like Josh. Say I'm not going to manifest this here, but say you just did. I know, so. I know, I know. I'm going to knock on wood and do twisties across my do fingers some while rituals I'm doing. Yeah, do some rituals. Say you know, like this year we didn't make it to the Super Bowl devastating right like heartbreaking like it, it was all right but then uh, we watch football in, in, the next week in, 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 in. no it's not all right but that was like i gotta be honest that was like the first time in a while that i like the bills lost and like you, I, your I heart sank you i couldn't, couldn't recover. Watch, i could barely watch the ASU championship game the next week because i was like man we should this should be us man this should be in buffalo right now we would beat we should have we would have beat the angles and we would have beat the rams but <sighs> That was, what, six months ago, and I'm still not over it. But, but imagine yeah. going to the Super Bowl and then losing to the Rams after beating the Chiefs in that game and being the highest of highs, and then you lose. Would you rather not make it, or would you rather deal that's, with that's that? That's a really tough question. I feel like a lot of people are probably screaming at me. Imagine that. Josh Allen gets the coin flip in that game, and we win, and we beat the Bengals, and we're in the Super Bowl with the Rams. After the highest of highs, then you dip. Would you rather that? Or I'd still would you rather, rather make the make Super Bowl it? than lose I'd to the Chiefs. I'd still rather make the Super Bowl because then it'd be kind of dope to be like be a, like watch my team play in the lose Super Bowl. all four appearances though, quote unquote. I don't know. That's I think this is hard. Yeah, like, that's I, why I, 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 think I would like the Chiefs one. I don't know. I think I'd rather be in the Super Bowl. But it matters like how heartbreaking the Super Bowl was. Did we just get our? Like, is no. it like a Norwood ride right? Or are yeah. we getting blown out? Yeah, it's like, Norwood is this, ride is this wide like, right. Yeah, is this Norwood. Or is okay, this like a I'll just say that first. This that is Tyler first Super Bass Bowl, slipping and missing. We cannot completely blame Scott Norwood. The whole team no. just missed so many opportunities. They went out partying too much. Yeah, yeah they, they were just way too hyped up. A complete choke job. Yes. A complete coaching. The whole there team. Was, there began uh, the Bill Belichick well, curse. A, a by the way, the whole team was just like, bro, come on. Complete coaching mismatch. Well, yeah, Bill Parcells. Sorry, 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 Marv. Yeah, Taylor a big guy. I mean, I would rather go to the Super Bowl and lose if that yeah. clears anything up because it's just like, I think the thrill of going to the Super Bowl would be pretty amped. Yeah, but then like I also think about like what I said: Would you rather make it, beat the Chiefs in that game, win the coin toss, power through the Bengals, and go to the Super Bowl against the Rams? I say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say officially yes because that game, that Chiefs game, arguably the greatest playoff game of all time. So arguably the greatest game in general, football game of all time. That's true. I, I should. I just think about playoffs. I watched so, the I watched someone made an edit with music. It's yeah. so funny. So like my, they made it like theatrical. My guy, my guy. It's so I'm, funny. I'm gonna be honest, that game ain't going away. No. So being on the other side of that game is tough. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. seems like the Giants game that thirty years ago I mean that Giants game ain't going away either. I'm just yeah. saying, why does it seem like the Bills are always on the the losing side of these immaculate games? Yeah, can anyone think I, Same I, with the Sabers. Can anyone think of this? Except I, no, the only the only Bills game is the AFC Championship game uh, against the the Raiders. Yeah, but it was fifty one. But the Oilers game too. Okay, yeah. Okay, that, the comeback. I was, game. I was gonna say what Bills game has been like the Oilers a, game, an unbelievable like like That's game it. that they won, and it's like the Houston Oilers. No, it is the Oilers game. That, that one, that, yeah, with Frank Reich. Frank Reich, thirty five. I'll be honest, I can't think of Sabers. We're playing his team on Saturday. I can't think of a Sabers one. The Sabers. What, the bat game in 1975? <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, honestly, that's probably it. Or, or um, I mean, 
Oh, what's it, the, the fog game? Or what's the what's that one? The one of Jury scored the game five of the Eastern Semis in 07. Rangers. When, when he's yeah, when Jury scored like ten seconds to go to the game, Finneganoff. and then Thomas Finnick tipped a maximum five shot that somehow got credited to Maximum Finneganoff. It was tipped. Okay, <laughs> as a Vanek fan, it was Vanek's goal. But no, that, scary I, I, good. Ah, okay. Scary good. No, that, that was good. That, that is it. Okay, so we, we figured it out. The shot heard yeah. around the world. Yeah. You know what I was thinking today? This is really random. Mayday. This is really random. I just was thinking about this. So, like, obviously, Mike, your name's Michael, Michael Jordan. My name's Dominic, Dominic Hashik. Close enough spelling. Joe, is the, what is the, like, greatest Joseph athlete of all time? I was really thinking of this in the car home. I, I can't think of, like, oh, greatest Joe, Joe DiMaggio? Like, is, that, is that it? I mean, Joe. There's a how about Joe, Joe Montana. Joe oh, Montana. Joe Montana. That was a good one. Joe Lewis. Yeah. Joe Macy, thinking. the boxer from here. Maybe Joe Macy. My yeah. pass probably Macy. the best one. I was just thinking of that. I couldn't think of like a Michael Jordan. I don't think of a good one. Michael Phelps. What an interesting one you rather. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was a good one because like, I'm feel, I'm already feeling the pain. Yeah, yeah, I know it brings it right back. Sorry for the listeners, but that's gonna wrap it up for the Would You Rather, and we're gonna be right back with some trivia with Mike right after this. All right, we're back with the Buffalonian podcast. The final topic for today, per usual trivia. Yeah. Last week was a little challenging, I believe. Uh, not, I believe it was. Yeah, we both, so. none of us, I don't think either of us got any correct, so. Hopeful for a rebound week. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it might be a little better. I don't know. We'll see. So, we, <laughs> we saw that Josh Allen teased a red helmet, okay, at the practice, and we're like, oh, maybe they'll bring it back. Mm-hmm. So, there was a time in history where the Bills had red helmets, I'm I, I'm I apologize if I already asked this, but I don't think I did. But how how long did the Bills actually wear red helmets for? Both red helmets. Fifteen years. Twelve. Um, I mean, it's it's longer. Really, twenty years. It's twenty plus years. So what what, what considers the red helmet? Cause I'm thinking like two like thousands in the nineties. Yes. I'm thinking of the Bruce. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the 90s. And then we re- wore them with the navy blue in the early oh, 2000s. Oh, we did. Both red helmets, yes. Yeah, so I think 25 years. Well, when, when do you think we stopped? Like Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick wore a white helmet, but he started in a red helmet with Spiller as 21. Remember that team? That team was so like 2011, like early, early 2010s, they so stopped and prob- they started when Jim Kelly was colorblind. When was that? 86, so 30? Like 26. Like, 25 is actually a good guess, actually. 28 years? Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are pretty good. It was. 84 to 2010. All right. We're, no, we're yeah. very close. 27 seasons. Oh, I said 28. No, no but I was, I, was thinking, I was saying it was 86 to 12. Yeah, no, we were right, so, like, we were we, right we, on. We had like the right Just remember, just the, the original, the red helmets had the blue cage. Yes. So then they made it the... Uh, the white cage. The white ones. Those ones were clean. Mm-hmm. And then they made it a little bit darker, I believe, with the, the navy blue. Yeah. And then they brought back the white helmets. So yeah, bring, yeah, bring back the reds as an yeah, alternate. That was, that was competitors against each other competing with each other for, for common goal. Yeah, I mean, that, that was that was pretty deep. We were right around it. We were hovering around the ballpark. So so second question, we'll do a Sabres question. A little bit history lesson here. Uh, we're going way back. So we all know Sabres have made two Stanley Cup appearances in their history. Uh, for the first one... Who was the former player that coached that team? Oh man, it's, big hint. Former player. It's not. It's not Stan Bowman, is it? No. No. It's, former it's, player. I know. I have no is. idea. It's someone Ford. It's not. Sleepy Wait, Ford. did you just say Stan Bowman? Yeah. Okay, that's Scotty Bowman's son. I know. I. And I, Scotty Bowman I, coached I, us later. 
right, it wasn't him. I know I messed up that. Uh, isn't it? Um, Former Sabres player. It's the original captain. It's Sleepy Floyd. Floyd? No, it's. Yeah, Floyd Smith. Yes. Yeah, I had no so, idea. Some dude named Floyd. <laughs> Floyd <know>. Smith. No, <laughs> it's, it's Floyd. actually Stan Bowman. Yes. No. <laughs> Sleepy Floyd is. Floyd Smith. I'm pretty sure Sleepy Floyd is a basketball player. Floyd Smith, though, is an actual. Yeah. No, Floyd yeah, Smith yeah. was the original captain of the Sabres. And right. he was the coach when we went to the Stanley one, Cup in yeah. 75. So, uh, the last question, a little bit Buffalo question. We all know, formerly HSBC Tower, now one Seneca Tower. Um, what? You know, the tower, the tallest oh, building yeah, in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, okay, next to, okay, yeah. okay, well, this question I thought you were talking about like, the Sabres Arena. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This, this question isn't going to go too well then. Because <laughs> it was the first Niagara Center. It was like you're missing one. <laughs> no. So, how... How long ago was the construction completed of that building? I honestly, I can't even tell you what that building is. No, I probably it's right next to the Salem Field. Okay, I need you really? to tell me. Tell yes. me one thing. Tell me one thing. The forty-story building in yes. downtown Buffalo. Yes, I know what you're talking about. You don't know what is now what I, I like what decade? Not what decade? Is twenty years too much? It's a lot older than twenty years old. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 50. eighty-five years old. I'm gonna say fifty. Okay, it's not eighty-five. It's, the fifty is pretty close. Sixty-five years. Nineteen seventy-four. The and everything was completed. So what? 50, Forty-eight. Yes. Yeah. Eighty-five. I just went for it. I don't know. I shot. I shot up big time. I was like, no, go, there, go home. There's a there's a tower in Minneapolis that's very similar to that because it was the same architect. Oh, I see. But yeah, no, I'm just yeah. What what tower? <laughs> Listen, you knew the tallest was, building I'm, in Buffalo. I'm gonna say it straight up. You knew we were like in trouble right when you like we asked you like start laughing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh the tallest gosh. building in Buffalo. What? Listen, what? Listen, all I'm saying. Never seen it before. I was two years off and I would, didn't even really know what the tower is. Yeah, so. I shot up to 85. I was just going for it. But <laughs> that is gonna do it for this episode of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly and I've been joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. And Dom, how do you, how do you always end these? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. We'll see you on Saturday.